Hello, welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary. Today we've got a lot to talk about. Today is the beginning of the NBA playoffs, so I'm going to talk about that, give you all my predictions for the entire playoffs. I also want to give an update on this whole college football situation uh, because another conference canceled along with the Big Ten. So we got a lot to talk about. <coughs> Sorry, I'm dealing with a... Uh, I'm dealing with a, a bit of a cold, so I gotta deal with that. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the college football situation. The Pac-12 has joined the Big Ten in canceling the season. Um, and I feel so bad for all these players. They've worked extremely hard this year to come back and try to play football, even with corn, even with the whole coronavirus situation. So this sucks for the players. I hate it for them. Jaden Daniels, quarterback for Arizona State. Um, he was gonna have a, he was supposed to have like a really big year of building upon what he did his freshman year, um, for the Sun Devils. I hate that for him. You know, Penay Sewell, I think that's how you say it. Maybe it's Penny. Uh, but Sewell, offensive tackle for Oregon, he was projected to be like a top five pick in this year's draft. Now, he doesn't have the opportunity to build upon his draft stock, um, and make it even higher than it was. So that sucks for him. And even just thinking about all of the other athletes in the Pac-12, they don't get another season to play along with their teammates um, and to have one more year with their brothers and to try to compete for a national title. It sucks for them. I hate this whole situation. It really just, it's terrible. Um, but I do understand why they're doing this, why they're canceling this season. But it just, it sucks for the players. They've been working their butt off. For this opportunity and they're not going to get it it sucks i mean i i understand why they're doing it i get it you want to stay safe and coronavirus is like a serious situation but like let's just say it, it sucks like it really does um and the big 10 hasn't actually canceled the season they have postponed it into the spring uh i don't think they're actually going to play the season because if the NCAA actually cares about the player's safety, which they don't. But if they actually care, uh, for making the players play in the spring, then making them play in the fall, that's even more dangerous. Like, that is incredibly dangerous for the player's health. Um, so if they, if they legitimately care about the player's safety, they won't play. Um, but we'll see. Because if they actually do play in the spring, they are extremely selfish. Um, and they're just putting the players' health at even more risk if they play in the spring and then make a play in the fall. I hope they don't. They shouldn't. Uh, but we'll see what they do. We'll see what their decision is. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much the whole college football situation. Right now, it looks like the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 are going to play. I believe the Sun Belt Conference is going to try to play. Um, a ton of smaller conferences have decided to just shut down the season. Uh, but right now, like, for the Power Five, we have the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC. They are moving forward to play. That's great to see because I believe they can play um, a season and they can do it safely. Um, and because of that, I think they should play. I, but I do not blame conference, conferences for canceling. I don't think it's, like, a terrible decision. I don't think it's, like, a mistake uh, because this is a situation that we haven't seen before. Um, so I'm not blaming conferences for canceling this season. I just think that you can play a season safely, and because you 
can, I would like to see some conferences do so. So it's nice to see some conferences are moving forward with this season. Let's move on. Talk about the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, this weekend, Saturday, I believe they they play they played their playing game this week. Uh, this weekend, they they beat the Brooklyn Nets to secure a spot in the playing, which was a whole crazy situation. I want to talk about some games that happened before the Nets game. You know, the Grizzlies they played the Bucks, and Giannis didn't play because he got suspended for headbutting. Mo, Mo Wagner for the Washington Wizards, uh, in the game before that. So he was out for that game. The Grizzlies ended up beating the Bucks and the Suns ended up beating the Mavericks. But since the Grizzlies beat the Bucks, the Suns needed Portland to lose to make it into the playing game. Me personally, I wanted to see the Suns and the Trailblazers play in the playing game. We didn't get that. So we just, we had to deal with either the Suns making it or the Trailblazers making it. Both couldn't. Um, and then the Trailblazers, obviously, they went on to beat the Nets. And that playing game was amazing. It seems like we're going to have a playing game moving forward. It seems like that's going to be a permanent thing. Uh, I don't know if I like that or not, just because if you weren't, aren't able to make it into the, the top eight teams in your conference uh, in 82 games, you probably shouldn't get an opportunity to make it into the playoffs. That's just my opinion. Um but whatever. I thought the playing game was really, really good. The Nets Trailblazers game was awesome. Port or Damian Lillard was really, really good. That came down to the wire. Karis Levert was awesome offensively. The Trailblazers couldn't stop him. Um, and in the end, you know, Damian Lillard didn't even touch the ball in the final two possessions. Uh, I mean, he touched the ball, but he wasn't a main focal point of the offense on the final two possessions, and they were still able to get it done. Levert, even though he was guarded by CJ McCollum, who has a broken, who has a fractured vertebrae, I believe, um, he was guarding him. He was having so much success driving to the basket all game. He didn't attack the basket. Uh, he took a mid-range shot, which was a bad shot, uh, considering what he was able to do attacking the basket the whole game. The Trailblazers won. They got into the playing game, and then the playing game happened between the Grizzlies and the Trailblazers. That was a fantastic game. The Trailblazers got off to a great start. I mean, they were up 14 points, I believe, early on in that game, and the Grizzlies were struggling. They couldn't hit easy shots. Their defense wasn't very good, and Lillard wasn't even that high early on. Joseph Nurkic was awesome in the first half. He had 17 rebounds. He was incredible on the glass, um, and they were up by a lot early on. The Grizzlies were able to chip away from their lead, and they made it close going into halftime, and they came down to the wire in that game. CJ McClellan was so, so clutch. He had some pretty big shots in that game. He came through. Then Melo hit the dagger in the final, I believe in the final 30 seconds to, you know, to clinch the game. Uh, and, you know, that was a great game. I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. It actually was a lot closer than it looked like it would be in the first quarter. John Morant played well. He had 35 points, 10 rebounds, or 10 assists. He had a double-double. Uh, Damian Lillard had 31 and 10 as well. Um, and he was inefficient, but he was still pretty good in that game. CJ McCollum was awesome, especially down the stretch in the clutch. He was great. Melo had some moments. Joseph Nurkic playing right after the death of his grandmother. His grandmother died due to the coronavirus. Um, so God bless him and his family. I hope they get through that. That's a tough situation. 
Um, and props to him for playing through that. That is a very, very tough thing to play through. Uh, but he did, and he played spectacularly. He was incredible in that game. So props to him. Yeah, Portland Trailblazers, they are, they are in the playoffs. They clinched the playoff spot. And like I said earlier, the playoffs start today. But I want to give y'all my predictions for the entire playoffs, for every series, every game that's going to happen. Uh, starting off with the Bucks and the Magic, I'm going to start off in the East, go through the first round. Uh, the one-seeded Bucks are going to play the eight-seeded Magic. This is going to be a sweep. The Bucks are going to win in four. Um, Giannis right now doesn't mess around in the, in the first round. Last year they played the Pistons, they swept them. They they were they demolished Detroit. I mean, games they were beating them by double digits in every game. Um, so I think that's going to continue in this series. The Magic. They they are not bad defensively. Um, they're actually a pretty solid defensive team, but it, the loss of Jonathan Isaac really, really, really hurts them. He would have been able to guard Giannis a little bit, but not having him sucks because, as you all know, he tore his ACL. They're not going to have him. Um, and the Bucks are an elite de- defensive team. They have one of the most dominant offensive players in the league, and Giannis. They just they have too much star power. Their three-point shooting, their defense, is going to be too much for the Magic. Um, and the Magic, they don't have a star. I mean, I like Nikola Vucevic, uh, but he's not good enough to, you know, overcome uh, what the Bucks have. Uh, the Magic, they're a solid squad, but the Bucks are just an elite team. They were the one. They were historically great in the regular season, and I think Giannis is going to take care of business in the first round. They get it done in four. Moving on to the uh, Raptors versus the Nets, the 2-7 matchup. Uh, I think the Raptors are going to win 4-0. I think this will be the first uh, sweep in their in their franchise's history. Uh, and, you know, if history repeats itself, which it most likely will, this will probably go to five games. But the Nets don't have a very good roster. Uh, they're missing their stars, obviously, in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They... Their main, their primary scoring option is Karis LeVert, and he played super well in the bubble. He averaged 25-7-5 on 48% field goal shooting. He was great. Uh, but the Raptors have one of, if not the best defenses in the entire league. Their defense is absolutely incredible. Um, and I think they're going to be able to shut down LeVert. I don't think he's going to be as successful as he was in the receding games. Um, and they have a ton of guys they can throw, uh, uh, throw at LeVert. They got a ton of bodies who can guard him. I think he's going to be, I don't think he's going to be as effective as he was in the reseeding games. I think he may struggle a bit. So I think the Raptors are going to be able to uh, keep his scoring down. And because of that, I think the Nets are going to struggle. The Raptors are going to be fine. They have Kyle Lowry. They have Pascal Siakam along with their depth that they have. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, um, you know, OG Anunobi. They have Terrence Davis or Javaka, Marcus Salton. They have so much depth on that team. Uh, I love that team, and they're they're going to be able to sweep the Nets. Their second defensive rating, which just shows how good they are defensively. Um, I think they're going to win this in four games. It may go to five. I just I don't think that Levert is going to be good enough to win a game versus the Raptors. So I have Toronto winning in four games. It's a sweep. Next we have the Celtics and the 76ers. This is this would have been a really really good series if Ben Simmons was playing, but he's out for the year with injury, um, and without him, this is a much easier series for the Celtics. Embiid is going to be awesome. He's a mismatch for the Celtics. Uh, they don't have anybody that can stop him. Um, but 
I don't think he's going to be good enough to overcome all the talent that the Celtics have. The Celtics have four shot creators on their team. Kimball Walker, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Gordon Hayward can all create their own shot at a high level. Um, and I think that presents a, a load of problems for the 76ers. I don't think the 76ers, although they are good defensively, I don't think they have a go- enough defenders along the perimeter uh, to stop the Celtics. I think they're going to struggle. Um, in Philly, they were really, really bad in the receiving games. They were 500. That's just not good enough. That doesn't cut it. I don't trust, I don't trust, uh, Brett Brown, their head coach. Uh, I just don't think they're good enough. Embiid, if it can stay healthy, maybe they can make this a six game series. I think it's going to end in five. I have the Celtics winning in five games. It's unfortunate that Ben Simmons isn't healthy. Um, it really is. But I have the Celtics winning in five. They're going to make quick work of the 76ers. This sucks for them. Hopefully, they'll move on from Brett Brown after this because I just don't trust him. Hopefully, they move on from Elton Brand. I don't love him either. Um, But yeah, it sucks that Ben Simmons is out. But this is the situation that we're presented with. And here, I have the Celtics winning in five. Uh, Next up, we have the Indiana Pacers versus the Miami Heat. Interesting series. Uh, TJ Warren was awesome in the receding games. I don't think his scoring is going to continue. Uh, the Heat are really, really good defensively. They have Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler. Uh, they, they are pretty young. They have some young guys that they rely on. And I'm a little bit worried that, uh, the young guys, the young guys I'm talking about are Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, and, uh, who was the other? Oh, uh, Duncan Robinson. Don't know why I forgot his name. They rely heavily on those three guys. They're gonna have to play really, really well in the playoffs. And this is the first postseason they're ever gonna, they, they've ever played in. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they play. Uh, I expect them to play well in this series. Indiana isn't great defensively. They're without Sabonis. They don't have, um, like Victor Oladipo is playing. He's not playing at as high of a level as you would expect from him. Um, in Miami, they have Jimmy Butler. They have Bam Adebayo. They have the young guys. They have a lot of depth. Um, and although they, they are pretty young, uh, I think they're going to be able to make quick work of Indiana. I just, uh, Oladipo will have to play at a high level. TJ, TJ Warren will have to continue his scoring, or at least he'll have to continue scoring at a high level like he did in the receding games. I don't trust that he will be able to do that. Um, so I have the Miami Heat winning in five games. They got a great coach. Uh, the Pacers have a good coach as well, but Eric, Eric Spolster is one of the better coaches in the league. They have a great defense. They have a star that they can rely on in the clutch in Jimmy Butler. I think the Heat are going to win in five games. I think this would have been an, a very interesting series if DeMontis Sabonis played, but he's out. Um, they're not going to see him. I don't know if he's going to be out for the entire series. I assume he will be. Um, I looked at the ESPN death charts for all the teams in the playoffs, looked at guys that were out. I assume that he's going to be out for the entire series. Maybe he comes back. I don't know. If they don't get him back, this is going to be a five-game series for the Heat. They're going to win. Uh, and now let's move on to the Western Conference for the first round in the West. Lakers versus the Trailblazers. I have the Lakers winning in five. Um LA won't be as bad as they were in the receding games, I don't believe. I think LeBron is going to play extremely well in the playoffs. AD is going to be great as well. Um, they have too much firepower for the Trailblazers. And this isn't a great matchup for the Lakers. I could see this possibly going six games. 
because the Trailblazers have so so much firepower on offense. They have so many guys who can create their own shot. So many guys who can create around the perimeter. You got Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Carmelo Anthony, Gary Trent Jr., and then you have Joseph Nurkic, who can you know provide some offense down low. Who can maybe be a body you can throw at, at Anthony Davis. And you know, the Lakers don't have a lot of depth. They don't have a lot of shooting. This is a, this is a series that could go down to the wire just because of the firepower that the Trailblazers have offensively, especially at guard. I mean, CJ McCollum, even though he's dealing with a fractured vertebrae, you got Damian Lillard. Those guys are awesome. They're going to be good in this series because the Lakers don't really have anybody that can throw at those guys. Avery Bradley didn't go, go, didn't join them in the bubble. Um, I still have the Lakers in five. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, they're going to be too much for Portland. Um, and I think, I think the, I think the Lakers are going to be prepared, uh, and they're going to play well in the playoffs. I have them winning in five. This could be a six game series. I just don't think the Trailblazers have the star power to contend with the Lakers. So I have LA winning in five games. Next up, we have the Clippers and the Mavericks. The Mavericks are way too good to be the seventh seed. They're not your normal seventh seed. They, they are a very, very good team. They're arguably a top five team in the West. They're extre- extremely good. Um, but I see this ending in five games. I thought about, I, I was kind of like, are the Clippers going to win in six? Are they going to win in five? I finally settled on them winning in five games. Um, and Luke is amazing. The Mavericks offense was one of the best offenses of all time in the regular season. They were great. Luca looks like a superstar. He is so, so good. They have Kristaps Porzingis. He was really, really good in the receding games. Uh, they just don't have the depth that, Cl- that the Clippers do. And the Clippers, they have Kawhi Leonard. They have Paul George. They have so much depth. They're so good defensively. Now, they haven't played together very long this series or this season. Uh, but I think they're going to play well in the first round. This could go to six games. The Mavericks could push them to the brink. Uh, but I see them winning in five games. Kawhi Leonard's one of the best players in the world. In my opinion, he is the best player in the world. He's so good defensively, so good offensively as well. He, he can create his own shot while also providing high-level defense. Paul George is one of the best second options in the league. He can create his own shot. He can get high any time. Then you have Patrick Beverly. You have Landry Shamit. Montrose Harrell's back. Lou Williams. You got those got those two guys coming off the bench. They're going to be all, all that all that depth, all that star power. It's going to be too much for the Mavericks, in my opinion. I have the Clippers winning in five. Um, but yeah, so the first the one the one eight matchup and the one in the two seven matchup both go to five games in the West. Um, at next up, we have the Denver Nuggets playing the Utah Jazz. The Jazz are without a lot of players. Mike Conley's not going to play for a lot of games in this series. I don't know when he's coming back, but he left to uh, see the birth of his son. Ed Davis is out for the whole series. Um, I have the Nuggets winning in five. They have so much depth. I don't know what's up with Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, and Will Burton. They're listed as out on ESPN. Um, I don't know if they're going to play. I think they are. Um, I think they're going to play. I think Jamal Murray and Gary Harris will. I, I just don't really know what's up with those guys. I'm pretty sure they are going to play uh, because when you click on their names on ESPN, they're listed as out, uh, but it doesn't say they're out for the series. So I think they're going to all play. And if they do, this this series is going to end quickly. The Nuggets are going to win in five games. The Jazz are not very good offensively. Their offense doesn't have a lot of creativity, which is a problem. Um, 
but they are their offense is pretty good when they let Donovan Mitchell take over and you know destroy other teams' defense shooting off the dribble. Um, when they let him do that, they become a very dangerous team. Uh, but the Nuggets are so deep. They are just so, so incredibly deep. They have Nikola Jokic, who's one of the best players in the NBA. He's so good. He's a great playoff performer. They have Jamal Murray, who can create off the dribble. They just have a lot of options. Michael Porter Jr., he, he shined in the receding games. He was really, really good. Um, Bol Bol, I don't know. I don't think he's going to provide a lot of minutes in the playoffs. I don't think he's ready yet to provide consistent production on a game-to-game basis. Uh, but we'll see what he does. Um, who, who was it? Who's their point guard? PJ Dozier came off the bench in the, in the receding games. He played well. I, I don't know what he's going to, what he's going to play. If he's going to play that much in the playoffs, I don't expect him to. But if he's, if they call his number, I think he can play well. They just have so much depth. Uh, the Jazz are really hurt by Mike Conley not being there. I think this is going to be a five-game series. I've seen a lot of people say this will go seven. I don't see that happening. The Nuggets are going to make quick work of the Jazz, in my opinion. Now we move on to one of the most intriguing series of the first round, the Houston Rockets versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, the reason this series is so interesting is because the Rockets traded Chris Paul to the Thunder for Russell Westbrook in the offseason. Chris Paul has led the Thunder to the playoffs. They, they were given a 0.2% chance to make the playoffs before the season started. They have had an, an incredible season. They're a top five team in the Western Conference. And Russell Westbrook is out with a, I think, a strained quad. I believe that's the injury that's keeping him out uh, for some of the series. I don't know when he's going to come back. But since that he's out... This this series is going to go seven games. Um, Houston, they are so good offensively. James Harden is one of the most unstoppable scorers in the league. No, no. Let me let me rephrase that. He is the most unstoppable offensive force in the NBA right now. He's so good. No one can stop him. He can put up thirty every single night. I mean, he can get to the rim. He can create his own shot on the perimeter. His step back move is unguardable. He's so good. He's such an elite shooter. He's a great passer. He is just so good offensively. And that five-out, no-center, small-ball lineup um, that, the, that the Rockets roll out is incredibly dangerous. Um, and I think it's going to give the Thunder some trouble. The Thunder, they got a good team as well, though. Like They got Chris Paul, who was awesome this year. They have Shea Gilgis-Alexander. They have Steven Adams, Danilo Gallinari, Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench. Um, I mean, that, that, those five guys, when they played together, that lineup is one of, the, I, I think it was like the best lineup, the best five man lineup in the NBA this season. I mean, that, those five guys playing together were incredible. And in the clutch, in, in the final minutes of a game, those five guys on the court play extremely well together. Um, and I think, I think Chris Paul, Shane Gilgis, I think those guys are going to give the Houston Rockets some trouble. Then you have Steven Adams. Who's super underrated. He's a very solid center. I think he's got to provide some valuable minutes. Uh, considering the Rockets don't really play a true center at all. I think he can give them some troubles. He's going to be able to rebound really well. He's going to give you some nice paint touches. Um, I think the Thunder are well built to give the Rockets some trouble. But, you know, Russell Westbrook isn't out for the entire series. I think he's going to come back. And if he does come back, I think the Rockets are still going to be able to pull this series off. They're going to win in seven games, in my opinion. This is going to go to seven. 
this is going to be so much fun to watch. You have the small ball, the small ball lineup from the Houston Rockets going up against the overachieving Thunder. This will be a fun series to watch, but I do have the Rockets winning in seven. Now let's head back over to the East, talk about round two, starting off with the Bucks versus the Miami Heat. I have the Bucks winning in six. Uh, I could see them winning in five, but the Heat are, are designed really well uh, to stop Giannis. They have Bam Adebayo. They have Jimmy Butler. You have a couple of guys you can throw at Giannis. You have Andre Iguodala, who hasn't really played well. Uh, but, I mean, if he can still provide that same level of defense that he provided for the Warriors, he's a valuable piece in this series. Um, he are going to give the Bucks trouble defensively. However, when you play the Bucks, you don't just have to worry about Giannis. You have to worry about Chris Middleton. You have to worry about Eric Bledsoe. You have to worry about their three-point shooting, Brooke Lopez. I mean, Wesley Matthews, Kyle Korver. They have so many pieces. They're so deep. Um, and if you're able to stop Giannis, you have a chance, but you also have to stop Eric Blood. You gotta hope Eric Bledsoe craps his pants in the playoffs like he always does. You gotta hope that Chris Middleton is off his game. I just don't think they're as well equipped as like the Raptors are to stop the, to stop the Bucks. So I have Milwaukee winning this game in six. Uh, but like I said, the Bucks are gonna, they're gonna have a hard time, uh, getting past the Heat. And I think the Heat can push this to six games. But Giannis is too good. That team is too good offensively and defensively to lose to the Heat, in my opinion. I have the Bucks winning in six games. Moving on to the Celtics and Raptors. And oh my goodness, is this a good series. I think it's going to seven games. Whoever wins the series, this is going to be a hard-fought series. But I think the Raptors are going to win. Um, they're going to win in seven games. And it's, I'm just a huge fan of this, of this Raptors team. They're so good defensively. They're so well coached. The Celtics, they have so much shot creation and they got some depth coming off the bench. Um, but we'll look at the Raptors. Their defense is so good. They have Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry. And I think their defense combined with their depth is going to be too much for the Celtics to handle. I went back and forth on this. Originally, I had the Celtics winning in seven. I've switched. I'm a huge fan of the Raptors. I've been on their bandwagon this season. I'm going to stick with them. I have them moving on to the conference finals over the Celtics. This is going to be such a fun series to watch, but I have the Raptors. I just think their coaching and their defense and their depth. They have some guys you can trust. I'm kind of, I don't know if I trust Pascal Siakam completely in the playoffs, but I do trust Kyle Lowry. And when the game's on the line, you have two guys you can put the ball in their hands. You have Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam. I don't know if I trust Spicy P, but I do trust Kyle Lowry. Um, and I think they're gonna, they got so many bodies they can throw at Jason Tatum. I don't think he's gonna be incredibly effective in this. I mean, he's gonna be good, but I don't think he's gonna look like a superstar in this series. He could struggle a little bit. But like I said earlier, you, you can throw Jalen Brown at the Raptors. You got Gordon Hayward, Kimball Walker. Um, I just think the Raptors are good enough defensively to stop the Celtics. This will be a good series. I can see either team winning it, but I'm going with the Raptors. And that brings us to the conference spot. Actually, hold up. Let's move over to the West, round two, uh, starting with the Lakers and Rockets. 
I have the Lakers winning in seven games. The Rockets should have Russell Westbrook back by this time. Um, and the Lakers are going to be presented with a lot of problems playing the Rockets. The Rockets can spread the floor. They have Rus- they have Russell Westbrook who's going to generate a lot of rim pressure. He's going to attack the rim really well. They're going to be able to space the floor, take Anthony Davis out to the three-point line on defense. They're going to be able to, to attack the rim, hit threes. This is going to be a really hard series for the Lakers to win. But like I said, I think LeBron's going to come through in the playoffs. He's going to play extremely well, as well as Anthony Davis. And I think their star power is going to be good enough to get them over the hump and to get them past the Houston Rockets. But don't be surprised if this game, if this series goes seven games. It's a very interesting matchup. And I think, I don't think the Lakers match up very well with the Rockets. I think this could be a very interesting series. This is going to be fun. This is going to be very, very fun. Let's move on to um, the Clippers Nuggets in round two for the Western Conference. I have the Clippers winning in six games. I think the Nuggets have a ton of depth, and they can match up well with the Clippers. Uh, but when you look at the Clippers roster, they have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I trust those guys when in, cl- in crunch time. I, I trust those guys more than I trust Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. I trust I trust Kawhi Leonard and Paul George a ton. Um, and so when this series, when games get rough and it comes down to the final minutes, put the ball in Kawhi Leonard's hands, let him go to work. Put the ball in Paul George's hands, let him go to work. I don't think you can. I don't think you have that same level of trust with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. I just don't think you do. So I think this series is going to end in six games. The Clippers are so good defensively. They got so much depth. Kawhi Leonard, they have so much star power. This Clippers team is one of the best in the league. Arguably the best in my opinion. I have this series ending in six games. So you have the Lakers and Clippers moving on to the Western Conference Finals. Then you have the Bucks and the Raptors moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's start off with the Western Conference Finals since we're already here. Uh, I have the Lakers playing the Clippers. This series is going seven games. Even though the Clippers are a bit of a matchup issue, I think it's going to go seven games. I trust LeBron too much for this series not to be close. Um, and the, But the Lakers' lack of shooting... And depth. It's going to get exposed in this series, in my opinion. I think the Clippers have what it takes to to fully expose their weaknesses. They have Kawhi Leonard. They have Paul George, like I've said. They have so much depth. They have Landry Shaman, who's going to be able to shoot the lights out. They have, you know, um, Jamichael Green, uh, Zubak. They have Lou Williams, Montrose Harrell. They have so many guys they can throw at LeBron James. Anthony Davis is going to go off in this series. But if LeBron struggles, this is going to be a rough series for them. And I think the Clippers are going to be able to win in seven games. And you have to keep in mind, there's no home home court advantage in the playoffs this year because because of coronavirus and because of the bubble. Uh, so that's going to play a huge part in this series. I think the Clippers are going to win in seven games. Um, I just don't think I, I don't see the Lakers winning a seven game series versus the Clippers. The Clippers have a good coach. They have depth, shooting. They have, like, two top ten players in the league. I just think their star power combined with their depth and their shooting and the variety they have within their lineups is going to be too much for the Lakers to handle. I have the Clippers moving on to the NBA Finals. Let's move on and talk about the Eastern Conference Finals between the Bucks and the Raptors. 
Now, the Raptors are the... I think they have the best chance out of anyone in the in the East to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. They're incredibly good on defense. They have the best coach in the NBA in, in um, Nick Nurse. Uh, he's going to be able to come up with with a lot of defensive schemes. They're going to be able to, to take the ball out of Giannis's hands um, and put the Bucks in some interesting situations offensively. Now, Coach Bud is a good head coach. I will not deny that he is a good head coach. He can take some some you know, less than the desirable rosters and turn them into one of the better teams in the NBA. He can do that. He raises the floor of teams. But I don't think he coaches stars very well. I think he struggled with Giannis more than he should. I don't think it's very hard to coach Giannis and to have success with him. But they have struggled in the playoffs with him. Um, and their offense is not very creative um, and I think that's a problem. If your offense isn't creative and you're not using Giannis to the best of his abilities offensively, the rap that feeds right into the Raptors' hands, and they're going to be able to expose you. They're going to cause a, a lot of problems with Milwaukee, and they did last year, and I think they're going to be able to do it this year. Here's the issue. You no longer have Kawhi Leonard. You no longer have a guy that you can trust game after game with the ball in their hands. You don't have that guy anymore um and so that's the one big that's the one thing that losing Kawhi Leonard that's that's like that is a huge loss you don't have a guy you can put the ball in their hands in the clutch against a team like Milwaukee and say hey take us to the promised land I don't trust Spicy P that much yet I don't think he's there I don't trust Kyle Lowry that much even though I do trust Kyle Lowry like do I trust him in the east in the eastern conference finals versus this Bucks team to, t- to take the final shot, not really. Um, so I have the Bucks winning this game, this series in seven. It's going to be a very, very close series. Um, but man, it's going to be fun series to watch. But I trust Giannis. I think Giannis is going to come through in the playoffs this year. In the reseeding games, you saw the Bucks running pick and rolls with Giannis and Middleton. You saw them posting up Giannis a little bit. I hope they continue to do that because if they just have Giannis running into the paint possession after possession, they're probably going to lose this series. Uh, I just don't think you can do that. Giannis will get in foul trouble. You're not going to get good shots. Uh, but if they start running some like legitimately good offense with Giannis on the floor, I think they can make quick work of the Raptors and win in six. Uh, or not quick work, but I think they can win this series in six. But I think this likely goes in seven game, goes to a seven, a game seven, because I just don't trust Mike Budenholzer in the playoffs. But yeah, this is going to be a great series. I can't wait to watch. Now we have the NBA Finals. I have the Clippers versus the Bucks. Um, I have the Clippers winning in seven. Here you have Kawhi Leonard going from the Raptors to the Clippers. They had the best play in the world, in my opinion, in Kawhi Leonard. They have a ton of bodies they can throw at Giannis. You have Kawhi Leonard, who shut him down in the playoffs last year. You have, I mean, you have Jermichael Green. You have Paul George. You have so many bodies you can throw at Giannis, make it difficult for them. I don't think the Clippers' defense is as good as the Raptors. I don't think they're as well coached. Uh, but you have the bodies you can throw at him. You have the firepower. You have the stars. You have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I trust both of those guys. I trust Kawhi Leonard more than Paul George, but I am comfortable with both of those guys, uh, with the ball and both of those guys' hands in the clutch. I trust them. Then you have Lou Williams and Montrose Harold coming up the bench. That's going to cause some problems for Milwaukee. 
And I just think I think Giannis is there now. I I, I want to see I want to see Giannis come through in the playoffs. I'm a huge Giannis fan. I'm one of the biggest Giannis Giannis fans in the world. But the reason I don't have him as a top as like the best player in the world yet is because he hasn't shown that he can come through in the playoffs. And until he does that, I'm going to continue to be critical of him. And the reason why I'm so critical of Giannis is because. I have such high expectations for him. I think he has the potential to be the best player in the world. He hasn't shown me that yet, so I'm not going to put him on that pedestal. Um, and unless he's going to be able to get it done, carry his team to the finals this year, I don't think you can give him that crown. I don't think the Bucks are going to get it done. I just don't think they're good enough. I don't trust. I don't trust Middleton or Eric Bledsoe enough in a series like this when you're playing the Clippers who have depth shooting variety within their lineups and star power and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I don't trust Middleton or Eric Bledsoe to come through in a series like that, in a series of this magnitude. It'll be a good series because Giannis is so good, um, and they do have good coaching, and they do have a lot of spacing, and that team is you know, built really well around Giannis. I just don't trust the Giannis' secondary players like Middleton and Bledsoe enough for this for the Bucks to legitimately win the title. Uh but yeah, so those are my those are my predictions. I have the Clippers winning the NBA championship this year. I've had them winning the title since before the season started. I'm sticking with it. But yeah, let me know what y'all think. I hope y'all enjoyed this. This has been fun. I know I had a cold. My voice probably sounds weird. Hopefully I can get over this. Uh but yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed this and I will see y'all next time. Thank you.